Today's episode of Executive Report is sponsored by Harborview Liquors in Curtis Bay, Maryland. Join us as we discuss and taste six different bourbons with bourbon enthusiast Matt Bathurst. Hit that like button, subscribe, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Executive Report. Uh, today, we're doing something that we've not done before, but by request, we are doing a bourbon tasting. So I know it's getting close to the Christmas season and the gift-giving season, and we get a lot of requests about, you know, what are some great bourbons to give, whether you're doing it as a corporate gift or whether it's just something personal in between family. So today, we'll be reviewing six of them, and I've brought a good friend of mine in, uh, Matt Badhurst, who is a self-proclaimed bourbon expert. And uh, he's going to be talking about the tasting notes and the availability of these particular six. So with that in mind, let's get right to it. So Matt, welcome to Executive Report. Thanks for having me, Steve. It's good to be here. It's good so, to be drinking bourbon with you on the you afternoon. You know, it's always good to be drinking bourbon, I'll say That's that. very, very true. <laughs> so um, today we're, we're sampling six different bourbons, and you know we've gotten them hidden because we want you to stay all the way to the end. <laughs> but the idea behind this is you know, bourbon has really, um, I would say, jumped up and popularity over the last three to five years. Um, you know, I think things go in different phases and so forth. But what is it, what's required for something to be called a bourbon? Does it have to be made in Bourbon County, Kentucky? Sure. Uh, it actually does not. So there's a couple of things to make bourbon bourbon. Obviously, it's a whiskey. Mm -hmm. um, the recipe has got to be at least 51% corn as, as the main ingredient. Mm -hmm. It has to be aged in new charred oak barrels. It can be French oak, it could be American oak. Um, um, it has to go into, out of the distillery, or distill and into the barrel at 125 proof. Okay. And then it has to be bottled, sold to us at at least 80 proof. Interesting. So, so when we say 80 proof, it means it's 40% alcohol. So it's just cut in half. So. But it does have to be made in the U.S. It does have to be made in the U.S. It Got does it. not have to be made in Kentucky or Bourbon County. Um, 90% probably of bourbon okay. still made in Kentucky, but you got some great distilleries coming out of uh, Texas and Washington, Indiana, New Excellent. York State. So it's um it's getting spread around, but the hub is still Kentucky and in particular Barnstown. Got it. Have Kentucky. you been to Kentucky? I have. I have, have you uh, been on the, uh, the bourbon trail? I have. My brothers and I went on the trail and we did four. Uh, we each picked the ones that we liked the best. Okay. Um, it was before things really exploded. Hmm. So we could just walk into a distillery and just take the tour. <laughs> That's got to be a great experience. Right. And we, it was a great time. It, it was just the three of us. It was a, it was a great weekend. Um, and you're really just learning about the history because they're very proud of the history of bourbon. Hmm. Um, the scenery is beautiful. Um, it's horse country. Um, <laughs> And the bourbon's obviously great, and you can get some down there that you can't get anywhere else. <laughs> Excellent. Well, without further ado, if you wouldn't mind showing uh, bourbon number one and telling us about it. Okay. The first one we're going to do today is uh, Elijah Craig, small batch. Excellent. Um, this is a very readily available bourbon, high quality um, for what it is, 94 proof. Um, it's great by itself. It's great in cocktails. Um, and then we can start talking. I can start tasting. So you can keep talking. Oh, yeah, I'll I see keep you're tasting. tasting. I like, want to keep tasting like, while you talk. So a little history about Elijah Craig. He's he's kind of the one of the first to actually put um, this type of whiskey into charred oak. Um, he didn't call it bourbon at first. Really? Um, it wasn't him. Uh, another guy in the name of um, uh, Jacob Spears did called it bourbon. Hmm. Um, 
but he was really a pioneer. So when someone talks about Elijah Craig, it, it does have a lot of history um, in, in, in bourbon, his, in, Got in it. lore. So Elijah Craig is a real person. It's not like Leonard Skinner, who was you know, the gym teacher of the people in the band. <laughs> so he actually uh, distilled it himself when he started. He did. He did. And again, again, a new chart of barrels. Interesting. So it was his to get the flavor. Um, he was not the first to bottle it, so they drank it right out of the mm. right out of the casks. It's really great. So what kind of notes do you get from it? So for this one, for me, um, bourbon's all about vanilla. It's all about mm. caramel, uh, some butterscotch. This is a relatively low-proof bourbon at 94, like I said. So um, very drinkable. Someone get just getting into bourbon, this is a great one to start with. Got it. Yeah, I definitely get the vanilla um, on the nose, not so much on the taste of itself. I don't get the butterscotch at all, though. Yeah, maybe not in this one so much, but in, in some other ones where we're going to try today, you may get it. Again, this is um, just a really solid, basic bourbon. Got Again, it. Easily yeah, so available. Easy, easy A good drink. gift, right? Great gift. Perfect. By the way, I want to point out that this particular episode is sponsored by Harbor Liquors. Uh, so they were kind enough and very generous to provide these bourbons. So I highly recommend stopping by the store. Um, all of these were purchased at the store. Uh, so please, by all means, go there and get them for yourself because they are readily available. All right. So what do we have up next? All right. So we're going to do a second, Steve, that's also an Elijah Craig. Oh, man, are these all Elijah Craig? <laughs> they are not Elijah <laughs> okay, Craig. They do have a few more, but, you know, we need to spread out the love. So we're going to try, <laughs> so try some other different um, some other different bourbons. But this is, again, Elijah Craig, but what makes this different, it's barrel-proof. Mm, so what exactly does barrel-proof mean? So it means when it's aged, when the bourbon is aged in the barrel, when it comes out, it, this, this is the bourbon that comes out of the barrel. Okay. Uh, the 94 that we just tasted is water's added to it in order to get the proof down to 94. Okay, so the percentage of alcohol drops. So this is not, so this is a higher proof. Right. This is a higher proof. It looks like it's about 120, 118. So um, you'll notice the difference. Yeah, um, you, you may get the same notes, but you may get some more burn. Mm -hmm. um, again, this is a really solid barrel proof that I recommend to anybody. And again, really readily available. And this one comes out three times a year. Got it. So you can collect all three through a year. Got it. So while you're tasting, I'm going to say what I taste immediately. Okay. So I do taste a little bit of spice, uh, a little bit of burn uh, for those uh, that are new to tasting. Um, believe it or not, I do get a little bit more caramel kind of flavors to it. Um, I'm assuming that's because the spice is higher, which makes the sweetness a little bit more evident. Um, but but I, I love it nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing about with these glasses that we're drinking, they're called Glencairn glasses. Okay. Um, these are really become synonymous with whiskey. Um, the bottom allows some people like to swirl their whiskey around, like open wine. it up like wine. Okay. Um, some people like to cup it to warm it up, mm -hmm. um, just to spread it out. And then of course the tapered nose, you know, the top allows you to get all the nose mm. notes from the bourbon. So, um, you see a lot. It started a lot of scotch is used these glasses, but really a bourbon too. Now you see everything rise. Interesting. Being used these Glencairn glasses. Yeah, I might start putting my orange juice in these. I'll be honest. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it delicious. makes it kind of fun. You, just, you can just pretend it's bourbon. Exactly. So I used this eyedropper uh, and added a little bit of water to it, and um, th for me that opens it up a little bit. That's not the same process when they're taking it from barrel proof to the single batch, is it? No, they used a certain kind of water. People they talk about. Um, uh, the uh, limestone water in Kentucky, and mm. they think it's it's makes bourbon special. Got it. Um, but uh, hey, I like the story, so <laughs> I go with it. Um, 
So yeah, so they end up just watering it down to get to a certain proof. Um, they make this 94. It, it's consistent. It's always the same pretty much, and it's always – so you know what you're getting. With these barrel proofs, every barrel is different, mm-hmm. and every barrel can taste one of one of a certain aspect versus another. Um, bourbon is stored in what's called rickhouses, and these, these are massive warehouse-type buildings that okay. are eight, eight barrels high mm-hmm. – Heat rises in those rickhouses. The top barrels taste completely different than the barrels at the bottom. Oh, really? Yeah. Because of the temperature difference. The temperature difference. That's right. Interesting. Um, and they don't rotate them. They leave them. They're way, they're very heavy. Got um, it. But if you do, anyone goes on a trail, you got to go inside of a rickhouse. Pretty impressive. So how big are these barrels? Because in my mind, I'm thinking like 55-gallon drums. Are they? Yeah. Um, I don't know the exact size of the barrel, but... um. I just know they weigh 500 pounds. Five when, the water, when the water goes in, when the juice goes in, off the still, it's called white dog. Oh, yeah. When it comes out of the still, it's called white dog. It's clear. Mm-hmm. It goes into the barrel and the charred oak, the charred oak barrels, and the bourbon kind of goes in and out of the wood, okay. and that's what creates the color. Okay, I see. So, and then it's there's evaporation that goes on hmm. with these with these barrels. And longer, and long, longer the bourbon sits in a barrel, Um the lower the actual juice is that comes out, it's more concentrated. This is the evaporation. It's evaporation. And it does go through the barrels, and it's called the angel share. Ah. So is that why um, generally the older it is, the more expensive it is? Because there's just less of it? That's correct. There's less of it. Um, it sits there longer. It's just called inventory, if you mm-hmm. will, right, from from a business perspective. perspective. Mm-hmm. It just sits. Got it. There's money in there. But, <laughs> but then you get that money on the back end, right? Because yeah. everyone wants... A ten-year. Everyone wants a fifteen, eighteen, twenty-three-year bourbon. Fair. And to me, they, after you get past fifteen, eighteen years, it there's some fifteen years that are better than eighteen years. So it all depends on what your what your what palate your tastes is. Are, yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. I've had a um, an eighteen-year whistle pig, which which I know is a rye, not a bourbon, but I felt like it was too smooth. It was almost it was overaged. Yeah. Um, but again, that's just my personal preference. Right. And so, so I mentioned that um, I put water in in uh, this particular one uh, a moment ago, and I felt like it opened up the notes. It opened up the flavor a little bit. There's a lot of different ways people drink bourbon. Some drink it straight up, like we're doing it now. Some do it uh, with water. Some do it neat, or excuse yeah. me, on the rocks. I mean, what are the differences, and why would people do different things? So um, you you get when you taste bourbon, you should always taste it how we are neat. Okay. Try, and it's called neat. Just you try it first that way. Um, as you get more acclimated to bourbon, you're going to get a lot more um, just neat right out of the bottle. Try it, you know, and then kind of do what you did. You add some water. It does open it up, quote unquote. It changes the complexity, um, changes the dynamic. You get, you'll get a different nose even yes. um, than what you had when you have it neat. And then you can always have it on the rocks, which is with ice. Um, what's popular today is those the ice balls that people use. You yeah. put a big, you know, sphere inside of a, a rocks glass, and then you put a bourbon in, and that ice melts slowly. Yes, again, gives you the same, changes everything. It does. Um, and, and it makes it cold. And it makes it cold. <laughs> yeah. Which some people again, some people like a cold, and some people don't. So, yeah. for me, I do different things with different bourbons. Mm. No, that's right, because you have different flavors from different bourbons. Right. And some different times of year. Like when it hits fall and winter, it's all neat. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Does anyone ever heat it up? I know yeah, they do that with like a cognac. I've seen that before. I've never seen anybody heat them up other than you put it in a hot toddy. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Uh, which, uh, it's the only time I've ever seen bourbon warm. There's probably something out there. There's probably something out there. There probably I, is. Um, it doesn't facilitate for me, it changes everything. I don't like 
um, hot drinks in particular. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. So except I, coffee, I know you're a coffee coffee fan. guy. Yeah. <laughs> and so on a side note, they make a thing called bourbon cream. Ah, Buffalo so Trace makes that. Buffalo right? Trace makes it. Jim Beam makes one now. Really? Um, some other smaller distilleries makes bourbon cream, and and people put that bourbon cream right in. And by like an people, Irish by people, we're not talking about us. <laughs> no, we don't I put have that never in our ever done in the that. morning. <laughs> no, no, never. <laughs> so it's wonderful taste. If you if you like cream in your coffee, it adds a really nice flavor. It's Christmassy, it's fall like. It just gives you. A, oh, very yeah, cool. It's kind of a. I think it's better than Irish coffee. Excellent. So. All right, let's hit number three. All right, number three is one of my favorites. Um, and you and I have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, Old Forester, 1920. Oh, yeah. I give you a big pour, Steve. Thank you. Because <laughs> I know you like Old Forester. So I do like Old Forester. Lots of tradition with Old Forester. Um, 152 years old. Um, one of the oldest wow. manufacturers or distillers of Old Forester. Um, during Prohibition, mm-hmm. Old Forester was one of the six that had licenses in order to produce bourbon for, quote-unquote, medicinal purposes. Um, so they meant one only place or only distillery that manufactured bourbon before, during, and after prohibition. So, really? Yeah. So for medicinal purpose. So I have to ask, what what medicine does this? So know, what does it do? So during prohibition, people used it for depression. People used it for stress. People used it for they think they cured gout. Hmm. So a doctor would prescribe bourbon. So, if there's any doctors out there that can do that for me, I'm, I'm just open to meeting them. I just want to put that out there. Do you be your uh, new healthcare provider? But, uh, but yes, Old Forester is great. This one in particular, I love. Um, it's it's 115 proof, so if now you're changing, um, it's more viscous hmm. than these other bourbons we try. Maybe not the barrel proof, Elijah Craig, but definitely the lower proof. It gets a little more um, dynamic. You may got the butterscotch in here. I, don't, I do I, for sure. Yeah, and this is. And this is a great one. I like it the three ways we just talked about. I yeah. like it with neat. I like it with a little water. Yeah. I like it with one cube in it, maybe, and then even with an ice ball. It depends. Like in the spring, maybe an ice ball. But it the, for me, this one never really loses its flavor. Yeah. So um, I, you're right. 1920 uh, is one of my favorite bourbons. Uh, it's it's very uh, affordable as well, comparatively to a lot of others. And I think it makes great cocktails. It makes uh, straight, straight like we're having it now is delicious. Um, I don't think there's any wrong way to drink 1920. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that so you know, either. facetiously. I think it tastes great in almost every, every way you can drink it. I, I agree with you. And it's just, that's why we, we discussed this one. It's just, I w- always have this in my bar. There's, uh, there's three other ones in this line um, that you did. It's uh, 1910, mm-hmm. 1897, and and I can't remember the fourth one. But um, everything Old Forester to me is great. Even their flagship 86 proof, mm-hmm. great in old fashions, great. Yep. Um, again, this one, um, uh, George Brown started this back in, yeah. I don't know, 18-something, right? And then um, they've con- become – kind of becoming a conglomerate today Yeah, with, uh, they have now the Brown Foreman. They have. And they just came out with a, a 100 proof. If I they came out with 100 proof. And um, that one makes great old fashions. Yes, it does. So, I don't think you can go wrong with any of the old foresters personally. I totally agree with you. Um, although I have been told that they came out with a rye that isn't that great, but again, we're talking about bourbon. <laughs> yes, we are. We are. So yeah, great product, old forester. I'd recommend anything. Again, affordable Steve for this one, 60, 70 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Readily available. Got it. 
So in between these tastes, uh, you guys out there may have noticed that I'm munching on some of these oyster crackers. Uh, we're doing some palate cleansing in between each one of these drinks. That way we can really get the fullness of each one individually. So uh, if you guys want to do your own tastings out there uh, and impress your friends, I highly recommend palate cleansers. I mean, would you agree, Matt? I do. Uh, um, yeah, talk about the importance of them. Yeah, it's kind of just like when you when you drink wine, you're going from reds to whites. Um, there's so many different varieties of bourbon, different styles, or even just the three we just tasted, so much difference. Uh, and then after you get to a certain point, um, it, it, it all starts to run together. Hmm. If you don't start having water, take a break, have a cracker. <laughs> you can make an argument that after a certain point, it's going to run together anyway. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> so if you're having a tasting, Steve, at home, I would do five or six and just leave it at that. Um, there's a lot of great ones out there. You can have there. a nice di diversity of bourbons. Just... The crackers, the water. Again, same was with wine. Same, same aspect. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, that takes us to number four, which I'm excited about because I have never had this. So tell us about McKenna. So this is McKenna 10, age 10 years. It's bottled and bond. Um, we thought we'd do a bottled and bond. There's some history around there. 1897. It's got a good nose, I'll say. It that. does. 1897, this was, um, there was a, an act by the federal government in order to make sure bourbon manufacturers were actually making bourbon. There are a lot of jokers out there doing corn whiskey, adding flavor, caramel, really? and then slapping a label when it's saying, oh, this is bourbon. <laughs> and so getting prices for bourbon, not wow. moonshine added with the color added, right? So, While well, scam artists aren't new. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So this is McKenna. This is a, to, to be bottled and bond, it's got to be in a federally um, recognized warehouse. Um, still is, um, but that's how it started. This is, you know, 130 years ago. Um, it's got to be aged at least four years, so you're getting some age on it. It's got to be bottled at 100 proof. So it may be in the barrel at 110 like we talked about, but they're mm -hmm. going to get it at a 100. So four years, federally owned or federally uh, recognized distillery, and it also has to come from the same distillation, distillation season. So you can't mix this year's with last year's um, bourbon and call it bottom and bond. It's got to be the really? same same year distillation. Yeah, and there's two distillation seasons in a year. So, and then barrel that 100 proof. Interesting. So, what do right. you think? So, um, I'll tell you, it's a it has a little bit too much spice for me immediately. Um, I tried. I'm, I just added some couple of drops of water to it to see if it opens up a bit. It does open up a bit, especially on the nose. Uh, I get the corn immediately, um, but that could, that could be just me. I get the corn. I also get a lot, a lot of like it's almost like a, a, a fruity nose. I got a fruity nose on this one. Fruity. Yeah, maybe floral. Ah, uh, okay. I can floral, get that. Maybe yeah, more floral. I get it when you say the floral, I get that immediately. Yes. Yeah. So interesting about this one. This one, whiskey of year, whiskey of the year in San Francisco uh, spirits competition really? three three years ago in 2019. And this you couldn't even find. Once it was labeled whiskey of the year by that competition. It was really difficult to find. I can imagine. Um, now it's coming back around. You can see it again. I think this tastes just as good as the 19 that came out. Yeah. Um, and this is by Heaven Hill, right? Heaven Hill. Yeah. Yep. So they make a lot of different bourbons. They do. They make the Elijah Craig's as well. Yep. Um, that, that we tried earlier. But um, again, big distillery. Excellent. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't have any complaints about it whatsoever. That's yeah, and sure. the $60, $70 price point, I, I would, again, one of those that, you know what, keep in your bar. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Number five on the list. 
Woodenville. <laughs> <laughs> and this is kind of a this is kind of an outlier. I kind of threw in for this. This is a today. port barrel, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's a port barrel finish. So um, these guys are out of Washington State. It's like we said earlier, bourbon can be made anywhere in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rico, even. Oh, really? Honest. Yep. Um, and D.C. So we're not that far from D.C. <laughs> so D.C. counts as well. So the biggest. Port- you can smell the port finish immediately. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I didn't jump no, in. no, no, no. Absolutely. You're just ready to go to the next one. Uh, you know what? You can just keep talking. <laughs> I'll keep, I'll talking. keep drinking. Drink. We'll be good to go. <laughs> so bourbons have all of a sudden, beca- not all of a sudden, but they, they're, they're, they're being aged in more and more things. Um, a lot of different wine barrels um, that are being tried um, with some success. Some are pretty crappy and taste weird. Um, but the biggest known port finish is Angel's Envy. Mm-hmm. So, And that's pretty readily available, too. Um, I think this one is... Yeah, I'm not well, a huge, better. I'm not a huge fan of Angel's Envy. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's not like it's bad. Um, it's it's just not necessarily for me. It, it's too light for me. Yeah, it doesn't feel like there's a lot there, like you said. Yeah. Um, this has got a beautiful color. This mm-hmm. is only aged in the port barrels for six months, so ah. it's not it's not aged in there for years. It, it only needs to be in there for six months to get. You don't want to lose the bourbon flavor, but you also want to add a little something extra. Got it. And so go ahead and take a taste. What did you What did you think? So I like it. I like it. Um, I was always under the impression that if someone took a any kind of liquor, for that matter, and they tried to add another flavor, um, the things like you know um, crown apple and right. stuff like that, uh, it was because they were trying to hide a defect in the original process of the whiskey. Like it was a bad whiskey to begin with, and now they need to try and hide something. Uh, is that how this process started with adding additional flavors and different aging to whiskeys? It did. There, I mean, there were some really bad bourbons made, and they wanted to make it more drinkable. Hmm. Um, so the ad started doing these, you know, fruit barrels or, or whatever kind of, uh, to, to, you know, add additives, you should say. Okay. Um, but that's not the case with this. That's not the case. With this. this actually went into port barrels, yeah. and not necessarily, necessarily additives. It also appeals to someone who's really not like the whiskey taste so much, mm-hmm. but maybe they don't want so much of the whiskey. They may like it, but they don't, it's too much. Fair enough. So these these other aging processes adds a dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. There's some really high-end um, bourbons out there that are aged in, in in wine barrels that are just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, this is good. This is good. I, I'm, yeah. Again, not to put down Angel's Envy, but I would buy this over Angel's Envy any any day of the week. Yeah, and it's ten bucks cheaper on average. Oh, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> so Winneville is great. Uh, again, they're they're two best friends who started that distillery, but you know, together, one vision, and I think they've had some great success, especially coming all the way from the East Coast. I mean, you're talking, it's expensive, right? You're shipping stuff across it the is. country for a small distillery, especially these days, um, and they're being successful. Excellent. Well, speaking of things that might be overpriced, <laughs> that takes us to our last one, the Blantons. <laughs> the big reveal. Now, I will tell you, I have multiple bottles of Blantons. I don't dislike Blantons. Um, sometimes I get a little discouraged about the price for Blantons. Uh, so this seems to be like one of the, uh, what do they call it, the unicorns? Yes, I, I refer him to a Sasquatch instead. A Sasquatch? Because I don't like unicorn. But um, yeah, it's a Sasquatch. You know, for a 40 or $50 price point, I think Blanton's is fantastic. Yeah. However, I've seen these $200, $300, and I just don't think it's worth that much money. And then you get on the secondary market, and it, it can go crazy as well. Yeah. So why are these... Well, before we get into that, let's talk about the taste, and then we'll talk about you know why they're sought okay. after. Yeah, so definitely... a. a 
uh, a crackers in order after the, the <laughs> Woodenville. Um, but uh, yeah, the Blends is, is kind of a, a unique thing. Um, first of all, from a marketing perspective, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful bottle. It is. It is a gorgeous. It's bottle. a beautiful bottle. It, it's cool looking. Um, it feels good in your hand pouring it out. Um, you can collect the horses that spell Blantons. Yeah. So guys, um, up here in the right corner here, I'll, I'll put this in the camera. Up here in the right corner, they have a letter on each of the tops, and you can collect them to spell out the word Blantons. And uh, the distillery Buffalo Trace does something special after you collect them all. They do. So you send you send in all your letters, and then they'll give you a stave with. To put all the the horses in order, because hmm. it's a horse race, right? Because Kentucky's also known for horse racing, <laughs> right? So you put the you know it's a horse race, and you, you actually put them in a certain you know spelled out as the a name is, way, yeah. and and it's it is pretty cool. Look, it's it's a great thing. I I think it's very cool. I'm totally on board with you that I'd pay $50, $60 for this, and this is a single barrel. We haven't talked about single barrel. Oh, that's true. So single barrel means. The bourbons comes from one barrel. Small batch means it's going to be mixed of different barrels in order to get a certain flavor profile. Um, every barrel is different. Mm. Like we talked about, it can be up in the top of the rickhouse, bottom, east, west. So this is a single barrel. So Blanton's can vary. Mm. So it's one barrel. It is a lower proof bourbon at 90. Mm. So you're not going to get a big, robust bourbon. You're going to get solid mm, bourbon. Yeah. So... But for some reason, people love this. It's kind of like how the Beanie Babies were. <laughs> for those who remember Beanie Berries, right? Everybody wanted, you know, Sugar Bear Beanie Baby, whatever. And But it, people seek this out so much. And people say, you have Blantons, you have Blantons. I'm like, once you get into tasting and you, and you understand your, your palate, you, you may start to say, I don't really need Blantons. Or I just That's want right. one sitting in my bar and I'm not going to open it because I like Fold Farce or 1920. Yeah. For $60, I can buy Every week, if I want to. That's right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So tell me what notes you get off of this when you taste it, because I, I get the full gamut. I get the corn. Yeah. I get the butterscotch. I get the vanilla. Um, you know, I get all. I get all of it. Yeah, I, for this one, I do too. Uh, it definitely for a ninety proof bourbon, it has does have a lot going on. It so does. you know what? Fair to say, it's very it's it's tasty. It is. Um, it's. I wouldn't again seek this out so much. Um. Buffalo Trace again. This is a Buffalo Trace product, like you said. They're doing a they're doing a two billion dollar expansion. Are they? So you really? think about that. So you talked about in the beginning of the podcast about the 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 increase the, in popularity. The popularity. Yeah. Everyone sees bourbons. Two billion, huge. It is right. And plus, you're not going to get your money back because we just said things got to be aged. That's right. So big investment. They're laying their bets down. I mean, that's a huge investment. Huge. So, yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, we're not talking about Jack Daniels. Right. I mean, we're not talking about some of these huge international brands. Right. Um, I'd be willing to bet that if we said Buffalo Trace to anyone in a bar, most of them probably wouldn't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. And it, or people think they have Buffalo Trace, their flagship is called Buffalo Trace. It is. You know, a $35 bourbon, yeah. 86 proof, fine, good, good yep. in cocktails. Um, but everyone wants Buffalo Trace products. and yeah. And... It just good for them, that you is. know. It, you know, that it's is. great for them. Um, this Blanton's line, when I saw it, it, it had like twelve people hmm. working the line. It was all hand packed, really poured. Yeah, I mean, it had a pouring machine, but it was a very small horseshoe <laughs> type thing. And that's no pun intended, no, right? right? No pun intended, right? <laughs> you know what? Maybe they, maybe they did yeah, intend, yeah. intend it, but it wasn't working when we saw it. But you could just see the stations, and again, so you're having a very small 
you know, it's it's supply and demand, right? Absolutely. So, especially when things become more popular. Um, Buffalo Judge Grace products, um, they make something called a Colonel Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That's also pretty hard to find, but I would I love Colonel Taylor. <laughs> I do as well. Probably my favorite Buffalo Judge product. So. All right, so out of all of these, uh, these six, um, first and foremost, remember all of these are available at Harbor Liquors, so make sure you get there, uh, and don't forget the party starts at Harbor Liquors. <laughs> um, but out of all of these, which is your favorite? Oh, it's there's, funny. There's I, a lot of thinking There's going a lot of things going on, because, <laughs> you know, I tried to bring something different for each one, right? And I think we we sensed that today. I think yeah. there, everyone had its own flavor profile difference just than the other um it's hard for me not to pick 1920 i am right there with you it's hard for me not to pick 1920 i, I like the larger craig barrel proof too so for for me um because you have to think about this as value as well as taste right correct um because i do like the blends i like it yeah. a lot like you said for 40 to 60 bucks right. i like it um but that's not what it sells for correct <laughs> secondary market it's in the hundreds yeah, um, so I would I would have to agree with you. The nineteen twenty is my favorite as well, and it's in my opinion it's a better all around bourbon. Yeah, you can drink it in any form, like you said, on the rocks, neat, um, you know, with water. You can put it in cocktails; it works just as well. Um, or some of these, especially the Blantons, I don't think this tastes great in a cocktail. I agree with you, and I don't even like Blantons on ice either. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried it with a cube, you know, with one of the, the ice balls, and I just. It is. It loses something, and again, at ninety proof, you really don't need to soften it any. Yeah, I mean, it's great just as is. Yeah. Easy, easy drinking. Fair um, again, Fair and that's a, not a slight against any of these, by the way. By no means, they're all great. They're. I think. I think they're all great too, and all have different profiles, like we said. And I think um, the the first five we talked about, you can get. Yeah, they're you know? very and readily available, and you know the the blends. Used to be able to, yep. not anymore. Yep. So Harbor Liquors is uh, right in, um, where is it? Curtis, Pasadena. Pasadena, yeah, Curtis Bay. Pasadena, Fort Smallwood Road, Yep. right before uh, Stony Creek Bridge. Uh, Jim and um, his crew there are just fantastic. Family-owned business, great. So I actually, I would mm. like to point out something specific uh, about uh, Jim, and I would say the, the character that he has. I just learned that he gets a lot of very highly sought-after items, things like um, uh, Pappy lines, right? And he, what he does is, doesn't he put these up as a raffle item and then raffles them off and gives all the money made from the raffle to charity? He does, and that's one thing is that I really respect about Jim, and his he's not out for the dollars. Yeah, you know, so he'll get like a, he'll get a Van Winkle twelve or a Van Winkle ten. So here's a hundred tickets. You <laughs> walk in, you pay ten bucks a ticket for your chance to win it. Um, it's thousand bucks, right? So see a thousand bucks, and he takes that thousand bucks and donates that thousand to you win the bottle, but the thousand dollars goes to a local family that that may be on hard times. <laughs> so instead of him trying to sell that for fifteen hundred dollars and pocketing it, which he could, by the which way, which he very well could, he, could. Um, he doesn't. And again, it's one of the places that I just it's it's if you're in a Pasadena area or, or yeah. make the trip down, he's a great guy, great wine selection, spirits, um, yeah, scotches, beer, beers, scotch, yeah, all of it. Um, he's got one of our favorites down there all the time. So um, this great guy, yeah. Um, all around. Perfect. So if you guys get a chance, make sure you visit Harbor Liquors, because uh, as I said, the party starts there. <laughs> so Matt, thank you so much for all of this. Uh, we appreciate your knowledge and expertise, and hopefully you'll be back again. I hope so. Thanks, Steve, for having me.